how are you today? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the And I Am podcast. I am your host. I am your coach and Billingsley. Thank you all again. Today, I wanted to acknowledge and send my love and condolences to the family and friends and everyone who is impacted by the COVID-19 virus that is running rampant in the world on this year. I wanted to just give my condolences and send my prayers up because I know God to be a loving and comforting God, a God that can lift up the bowed heads and a God who can bring comfort to every heart. All right. Again, this is Anne. I am and I thank you for tuning in to this episode. This particular episode is entitled Reset. Reset. What do you mean by reset, Coach Ann? Reset is to do again. Reset if you know if you're having troubles with your computer and um, you're doing all that you can. Sometimes we can call the manufacturer, we can call the um, distributor, we can call to help desk and what they will tell you if you have done all you can, go ahead and reset it. So resetting gives us, uh, gives you a new boost. It gives you more power. It resets whatever dysfunction that can be going on in that computer. So the other day I was praying, right? And I heard the word reset. And I just kept hearing that we have to reset some things. We have to do some of our first works over again. And then I went on to get on this prayer line um, that a friend of mine was having at 3 a.m. And I heard two particular women pray and they said the words reset, which confirmed to me that I was here from the Holy Spirit, just as I know him to do. So with reset, I went on to pray about that and to research it. And I believe that the Lord, uh, with this thing running rampant in the world, that God did not put this plague However, I know that this is something motivated by the enemy, but God did allow it. And when anything goes uh, wrong in the world, people tend to look to the believers and see what we're doing. What are you doing? I know that the churches are not closing. What's up with that? I know that the uh, Christian people not scared. What's up with that? But it's something that we've never witnessed, but we have read about it. We had read about the plagues that happened in the Bible. We know about Psalms 91. One, where the Bible says, he who dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High should abide under the shadows of the Almighty. Um, it, pray, it says 1,000 can fall on my side, 10,000 at my right hand, but it will not come near my dwelling. It will not come near me. So we are standing on the word of God. However, we are also applying wisdom at the same time. So I am searching out what God wants us to do. And when things like this go on, I notice that the crime rate decreases. I noticed that racism is not being talked about. I know that people of different cultures that were against us, black, African American descent, I noticed that we are not hearing a lot of protesting in that area. Everyone is focused on the same enemy right through here. The same enemy. That is really how it was intended to be for us to have one God. Not all 
these different non-living gods, not all these different idols, not all these different things that we are worshiping, shoes and clothes and food. Now everyone is running scarcely, going to get all the food. They're going to get all the tissue. No one's in line for Jordans. No one's trying to get the latest this and that, which I'm not seeing as much as I did before this ran rapping in the world. So I said that to say that we all have the same God. We all created, we are all supposed to be created equally. And when the enemy came in, it was, to, it, was bl it blindsided us. It blindsided the world. The world has been interrupted. I mean, uh, school has been counseled. Um, conferences has been counseled. Churches has been counseled. Um, concerts, the NBA has been canceled. Everything has been canceled so that we can press the reset button because things are seeming to be a little discombobulated, a little dysfunction. No, uh, people are doing things that we haven't seen in this generation to be done, you know? So this is the scripture um, that came to me when uh, reading about this COVID-19. And this is a scripture in Revelations 2, and it says, I know your deeds, your hard work, and your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked people that has tested those who claim to be apostles but are not and have found them false. You have preserved and have endured hardship for my namesake and have not grown weary. Yet, I hold this one thing against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. Consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove the lampstand from your place. But you have this in your favor. You hate the practice of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. Whoever has an ear, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who is victorious, I will give you right to eat from the tree of life, which is in paradise of God. Amen. Amen. I pray that you all receive this because I did. Um, this is a scripture that was reminded to me um, that God was saying to the churches that whoever has an ear, let them hear what the spirit is saying to the churches because God is speaking through his people in this hour. It's time for us to put the cell phones down, y'all, from recording people while we're feeding the homeless, while people are having intimate encounters with God. We have to get back to our first works. We have to go back to our first love, which is God. You know, we have to rekindle that relationship with him. We have to get over ourselves um, because church is not a show and being a believer is not a show. It comes with great cost. Persecution comes at every hand. It's time out for us to be quarreling amongst each other. It's time out for us to quit going on Facebook, blocking each other because we don't like the correction that came through another believer. We don't like what was said or what was done. Let's get together and let's talk about this. Let's settle our petty differences because me and my husband was reading the other day in the Bible and, and the Bible stated that these light afflictions and they were being persecuted. They were being slaughtered, heads chopped off, being rocks thrown at them for being a Christ believer for, as they call it nowadays, Bible token for scripture reading for proclaiming the name of the Lord they were being slaughtered 
But here it is, we are offended by words. We are getting offended by who said what and who didn't show up and who didn't support me or who didn't put my flyer out on Facebook, who didn't share my status. And if you don't support me, don't support you, don't even ask. Like all those petty differences we have to put aside so that we can bring God some glory. Come on, we are supposed to be ambassadors for Christ. As Christ came to be an ambassador on earth, he took on the flesh. He took on sin so that we may live. And then here we are calling ourselves Christians to be Christ walkers, followers, to be, oh God, make me more like you. But when God starts to make us, shape us and mold us and put us in the fire, we're blocking people. We're un- we're, we're walking in unforgiveness. We don't like so-and-so and we're sharing it with another person, got gossiping, backbiting, slandering. God is saying, put all those things away and remember your first love. Do your first works over. Let's reset some things, y'all. Why this thing is running rapid in the world, let's reset and free our hearts of some unforgiveness. Let's have some talks. Maybe it's not for you to sit at my table and break bread with me, but guess what? We have the same common denominator, which is the Lord, and we are to do his works. Um, How would the world, how would people um, that's not a Christ believer, how or people that may do believe in God, but just don't believe you have to go to church to be saved or don't believe in the fellowship of that God speaks of in the Bible that we should fellowship one to another and don't forsake the assembly. How would they come in if we're in quarreling? If we're in having fashion shows? If we're in having shouting shows? If we're in seeing who can get closest to the pastor and who can get the most praise and accolades? This is just worldwide. This is not per church. This is things that we can go on Instagram and see. These are things we can tune on to a Facebook uh conference and see. So the world has been interrupted. It is not the same as we know it because schools are closing. I've seen more moms and dads talk about school closing than anything. This is a shock to us. We None of us have ever been here in this generation. So I just wanted to share that because I just believe that we have to do our first works over. I believe that this is a great reset. I have prayed. I have repented. I had to repent from the spirit of fear that comes and try to eat, eat me up and, you know, eat me alive. Like the spirit of fear came from rejection for me, from me losing my mom at five years old, six years old. Um, The spirit of fear crept in from rejection, from loved ones, from family members, from friends, from co-workers. So every time God tells me to release something, every time God tells me to do something, I don't do it with confidence because I'm so, I was used to more rejection than I was love. And we know how the enemy does. Anything that happens in our lives, he take a magnified glass and he puts it before us. And we know when we put a magnified glass, when we're reading a book or some paper or online, a magnified glass highlights that area that you need to see best. And it minimizes the things around the globe of the magnified glass. And that is what the enemy does in our lives. He takes the magnify glass and magnify that problem. He magnified the rejection. He magnified the neglect. He magnified the abandonment. So now that you walk into an area that is, that is full and surrounded by love, those things become minimized. 
and that's how we're not able to value one another. But if I believe that I have a living God living on the inside of me, and I believe that you, or you confess to be a, a believer and you have a living God living on the inside of you, how don't I value you enough to want to keep you around if God ordained that to be? But no, we'll break bread, but then if something happens, it's time to block them. It's time to get them out of our lives. But we wonder why our blessings are being held up. We wonder why we got this gift and this call. We have a million dollar idea, but yet we can't get to the next level. Because that person that was supposed to push us, we're competing with them. It's time to put the competition up. I'm, I'm kind of an example of, of spiritual competition, I would see, because there are some business competitions and there are the Olympics, um, that competition. But I just mean in the body of Christ. Um, I began to uh, vacuum my floor one day and the vacuum was very loud and we were vacuuming, vacuuming. And my son, he seen it and he was excited by it. And him being two years old, he has a little baby vacuum. So he went to get his vacuum and he started to do everything that I was doing. If I go under the table, he went under the table. If I go in a straight line, he tried to go in a straight line. If I went in a circle, he went in a circle. But guess what? His vacuum didn't have any power because it didn't have, it wasn't plugged into the outlet. I plugged my vacuum in, which gave it power and a loud noise, a sound went off. So my son just he was just trying to do what I was doing. And then he began to see a little popcorn over here, a little string from some jeans over there. And he tried to hurry up and do it before I did, but he couldn't pick it up. His vacuum couldn't get it because it didn't have any power. But the, when I seen the mess, I went over to get it and the power of the vacuum sucked it up and the floor became clean. What am I saying here? Sometimes we, we cannot walk by faith. We're walking by sight. I always have a saying that says walk by faith and not just by website, which means when someone is doing something online and God is telling them to hold a, a crusade or a count, a conference or telling them to have a girl talk or telling them to have a session and then we can be online and we feel just as powerful because we have the same gift my son had the same vacuum but his was a toy and it had no power so you can have a certain gift and you can see someone else doing something so effectively where people are being set free but they're doing it to the glory of God. They have reason and purpose and then we can go and copy it. And we hold no power in that area because we're not hooked up to the source anymore because we're going off to do something that we were not ordained to do at that moment. So we have to go and do our first works over. God is resetting all of this. It's no time to look back. It's no time to point fingers at each other, y'all. It's really time to repent, forgive, and redo. Turn our hearts back to our first love. I know that um, I had been uh, fasting with the church and I know that I had fasting individually. Then I stopped fasting for a while now it's time for me to reset that you know I ask God forgive me for any slowfulness forgive me for a lack of zeal pertaining to the things of God only doing just enough to get by to keep me sane and keep me connected um, you know to the kingdom 
you know, I'm, I'm ready, Lord. And I, I had to go in to tell him that. And he, he, as a daddy would do, held my hand and he's willing and ready to walk with me. So I just had to say that, yes, I pray that this is uh, touching someone's heart. I pray that you all are being wise and, and that you are taking proper precaution. You know, even though we are faith walkers, faith believers, um, faith talkers, that we still have to be wise, but we do not have to live in fear. So I denounced fear the other day while I was praying and I just always ask God to forgive me. And um, I have so much more to share y'all on different podcasts. So I be I have to slow down sometimes or I get into my other topics. So this is another scripture that came out to me and it says, everything we do, everything we drink, everything we eat, do it all for the glory of God. See, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. That is, that is a powerful scripture. Um, now I know that, you know, the Bible is here is talking about the Corinthians. They asked the question um, about eating food that was sacrificed to idols. But when this stood out to me, I caught the part where it says, whatever you do, you do it to the glory of God. Just letting us know that we do need to repent if we are doing anything that is outside the will of God. If we are practicing any idolatry and we have uh, houses that we put before God, cars that we put before God, any garments that we put before God. And guess what's getting real popular, y'all? Traveling is getting really popular. Uh, we have to make sure we don't make that an idol and start putting that up before God. Because now we're showing, you know, we can be trying to show people that look what I can do. Look where I can go. Um, trying to see if we're better than the next person. But the Bible tells us that we all fall short of the glory of God. And I know that if it wasn't for the Lord on our side, where would we be, y'all? Where will we be? So I thank God for his mercy. I thank him for his grace. And most of all, I thank him for being a forgiving God. And if we are to be Christ-like, we are to forgive like Christ forgave. Even on the cross, he said, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. And he still gave up the ghost, not only for us, but for the same ones that was persecuting him. So um, I always ask myself a question, you know, is my God that lives on the inside of me still available for those who knew not what they were doing? Those who have hurt me, am I just ready to block them or am I still able for God to use me to be a help to even them? Not to be used by them, because we know the Bible says, um, pray for those who despitefully use us. Bless them and curse them not. So I think we have a lot of resetting to do. We have, I think as believers, as a people, period, that's living, we are tend to get a little bit of ourselves and we have to release ourselves. Cause sometimes unforgiveness can come from, who are you to do me like that? Do you know who I am? Do you know what I've done for you? Do you know the gift that I carry? But if we come to God like little children, little kids, you, you, you know, back in the day, you can spank that little button. They'll come to you for the same comfort. You know, they, they remember, they walk by faith. They, 
you tell them that you're taking a little kid somewhere, they're ready. They'll go pack their bags even though all the clothes are mismatched. And they'll keep reminding you, you know what you said. You know what you said to the point makes you want to do it. So that's how we are to be with each other. And that's how we are to be with God. Remind him of his word when things don't seem as if it's going right. It says, cast all my your cares up on me because I care for you. God saying, cast that care on me because I care for you. We take up on our own care sometimes. That's the reason that unforgiveness is able to run rampant and we give the enemy a foothold, you know. And some things are not even unforgiveness. Some things are stubbornness. Because I found myself saying unforgiveness, unforgiveness. But guess what? Some people are mad at people for no reason, without cause. So they're not walking in unforgiveness. It's really just uh, rejection and abandonment issues and things that um, they want to set up their own world. But if you have to get before God and a lot of people say, well, God told me to do this. God said, God said, that's getting so popular to say God said. But what God said is in the word of God. And he said, bless is the peacemaker for they shall be called the children of God because you're willing to make peace. Come on, you should be called the children of God because now you're walking up right before me. You're walking like me. You look like your daddy. <laughs> All right. So y'all, let's go to this um, scripture in Matthews 18, two through four. It says, he called a little child to him and placed the child among them. And he said, truly, I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Wow. Whosoever takes the lowly position is this child is greater in the kingdom of heaven. So we are to be like little children. I believe God is just saying humble. Just be humble. We are to be humble like little children, loving and forgiving one another. I know that we are supposed to be ambassadors of God. You know how a lot of uh, quarreling takes place? You know how a lot of unforgiveness takes place? You know how a lot of, of envy and jealousy and competition takes place when you're not purposeful? When you're not being a, an ambassador for Christ, when you're not winning souls, you want to show someone how wise you are, win some souls. Because the Bible tells us that he who wins souls is wise. If you really want to show off, win some souls for God. Show off for our God. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So... I put in my notes that the world has been interrupted. We must all repent and return to our first love. No more uh, spiritual competition. And I also wrote about how I had to repent. I shared that with you all. Repent for the spirit of fear and continue to pray against it and denounce it because God has invested too much in me. And one of them that he did not invest in me was the spirit of fear, but instead the Bible says love, power, and of a sound mind. That I have a sound mind. I'm not battling in my mind back and forth. Now, um, I do have Psalms 94 and 18 through 19. And it says, I cried out, I am slipping, but your unfailing love, O Lord, supported me. When doubt filled my mind, you comforted me and gave me renewed hope and joy. And I underlined the word renewed because that's a reset. When doubt filled my mind, 
I cried out and you gave me new, renewed hope in cheer. So God is ready to renew our minds, y'all. He's ready to give us hope. He's ready to give us cheer because we won't just sit around and watch the news and grow in fear for this virus that's running rapid on the earth, but we're going to get in the word of God and we're going to see what God says about this thing. We're going to let God give us a renewed mind, renewed hope, renewed cheer, and we're going to reset some things that we have been doing. I'm telling you right now, everyone that I had a may have had a disagreement with or stood up for myself and made Maybe they didn't like the way I did it, or they may have heard some things um, that was not true. I promise you right now here today, I'm willing to talk those things out with people. I'm willing to say, hey, let's go win some souls for God. That's the the, the, the most that we, we should be doing in the kingdom of God. Let's talk about this thing. Let's get together on one accord, because I promise you, I do not want to walk um, you know, earth and do the things of the Lord and prophesy and pray and encourage people all in his name. And then I miss heaven. I don't want to do it. So whatever it takes, Lord, for me to have a healthy relationship with your people, reset my mind, reset, renew my hope and cheer. Amen. All right. All right. So let's get to the next subtitle of this reset, which is repent. So we know that repentance is to um, just go to God and just tell him that you're sorry, just have a sorrowful heart. And also repentance is an action. You're denouncing everything that you have been doing, the way you have been living. You're repenting before God and telling him that you're sorry. And you're asking him to renew your mind. You're asking him to help you to turn away from the thing that breaks his heart, the things that will keep you from entering into the kingdom of God. So I wanted to, I just want to live a life of repentance. And um, I've said once before, I believe I wrote it in my book. I said that um, I live a life of forgiveness. We have to live to forgive. We have to forgive to live. Like that's just how it go. We're not finished being offended. We have to make sure that forgiveness is at the forefront of our hearts and we're ready to give it just as fast as we are offended. Because the Bible does tell us that offenses will come, but woe unto him of which they come from. So the offense is not supposed to keep you stagnant. The offense is not supposed to kill your joy. It is for you to display forgiveness because that's just what we have to do. And yes, it's easier said than done. I'm not going to act like it's always been easy for me. It's been a process for me. Even when you do forgive someone, you still have to go through the process because the enemy is always going to keep bringing it back in your face, back in your face. But um, I did want to say the next um, subtitle is forgive. And the next one is to redo. So y'all, let's redo some of our first works. Let's get back in the word of God. Let's get back to the basics, which is winning souls for Christ and for the equipping of God's people, because we are supposed to be equipping. And if you all have listened to this podcast so far, I do want to read this scripture in Ephesians 4, and it says unity in the body. Now, this is a lengthy scripture, so I pray that you all get into the word of God on your own once you get off this podcast. Also, if you want to go ahead and review the other podcasts, they are on YouTube at and I am 
podcast. So Ephesians 4, unity in the body. Therefore, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling for you have been called by God always be humble and gentle be patient with each other making room for each other's fault because of your love make effort to keep yourself united in the spirit binding yourself together with peace for there is one body and one spirit for as you have been called to your glorious hope for the future there is one Lord one faith one baptism, one God, and Father of all, who is over all, in all, and living through all. However, he has given each one of us a special gift through his generosity of Christ. This is why the scripture says, when he ascended to the heights, he led a crowd of captives and gave gifts to his people. All right, y'all. So I really like the way the word of God when it says there is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and one father of all, one over all, in all, living through all. So if there is only one, then we all need to be united. We all need to walk in love and we all should be walking in the spirit of God. So it does take work, I know. However, I do like this scripture. It's in Ephesians 4 and 6 um, for God and the Father of all. So I'm going to go down here to Ephesians 4 and 11. It says, now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostle, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind and new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever that they sound like they're the truth. Come on now. So uh, you know how we hear now people are saying, speak to the universe and saying what the universe has done for them and what who the universe has brought in their lives and how the universe bought them a husband, how the universe bought them a wife and how the universe has did things for us. It's saying that we will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies clever, so clever that they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. Come on, we have to do our own special work. If we take this scripture here in Ephesians and apply it to our life and apply it to our heart, there's no room for competition here because it says instead we speak the truth in love. We are to witness in love. We are to come together so that God can bring us together perfectly as each one of us do our own special work. It helps the other part grows so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love, healthy and growing and full of love. And I do know sometimes the believers, a lot of 
um, people that have not been healed from certain things in certain areas. And as they grow, they grow in age and they can even mature in their gift, but they're not growing in love. They still have the hurt and the pain and the abandonment and the rejection and the bitterness from when they were younger and from many years ago for, or from the old offense. So they're not able to grow in love. That's why we can lay our heart down on the line and their love level is not um, measuring up to the gift, is not measuring up to the call on their life and that hurts even worse. So we are to be healthy um, and not toxic. And some, you know, if God gives you that right and that instruction to disconnect yourself from a toxic person, then that's something that you have to be. Well, in closing, this is Ephesians 4 and 17. And it says, with the Lord's authority, I say this, live no longer as the Gentiles do, um, for they are hopeless and confused. Um, going down to 20, it says, but that isn't what you learned about Christ. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Renew, there we are again, to renew, to make life new, to reset our thoughts and reset our attitudes, put on a new nature, created to be like God, true righteousness and holiness. Amen. Amen. The Bible also tells us, don't let the sun go down while we are still angered. For anger gives a foothold to the devil. And when we're angry at each other, it gives a foothold to the enemy. Um, I know that, if, you know, people, if they ever grew angry with me, the first thing they were ready to do, instead of talking it out, they were ready to reject me. And I grew up with issues of rejection um, from people that were closest to me. So that thing added on to that rejection. It, it bruised, it came up against an old sore and bruised it even more, peeled the scalp off and opened up a, a old wound and then made it fresh. It's like putting salt on a sore. So you have to be careful that you don't go to bed with anger, with wrath on your heart, because it gives a foothold to the enemy. When he grabs that foot, um, I believe foothold, when it holds your foot down, you're not able to move forward. You're not able to walk forward. You don't even want to reconcile. So we have to be careful that the enemy is not able to use our hearts, our anger, our bitterness, um, things that we be offenses to add rejection to someone's life, to add neglect to someone's life, to add abandonment to someone's life. I have noticed, though, those who deal with the spirit of, of abandonment, it's easy for them to abandon others. It's very easy for them to do that. And that's how the domino effect works. And now that person can, you know, deal with abandonment. So it says, and do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Get rid of bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, not hard-hearted. The Bible says tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. 
Come on. We are to forgive one another like God has forgiven us because we are, we're not getting our heads chopped off. Um, we're the, we don't have to hide our Bibles, you know, like uh, the Bible speaks of. We don't have to, we're not getting stoned to death because we're Christ believers. Yet the little things that we go through, even with each other, we're ready to give up so fast. But it says, forgive one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. And guess what? When they were getting slaughtered, they still said these light afflictions is not compared to the glory that's wished to come. So these are light afflictions to them. (laughs) They should be light afflictions, the things that we go through to us, especially amongst each other as believers. All right. So in closing, I just want to say um, my love and condolences again to all those who are being affected by the COVID-19. I do send my prayers up both day and night. And I know that this thing is going to end and this world is going to be better and the body of Christ is going to get stronger and we're going to build on the foundation of Christ. Amen. Amen. So I pray that you all keep going. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the And I Am podcast. Again, I am your host. I am your coach and Billingsley. Don't forget that I do have the two books, Single Don't Mean Sorrow. While you're on quarantine or while you're, um, you know, being consecrated, grab those books and read them. They're very encouraging. I just received a review from one of my books and it was a blessing to me. And just to end this, it says, hi, Anne. Yes, I have. I have started reading Single Don't Mean Sorrow. And I was in tears when I was reading certain chapters. This is a very good book. And your book is really inspiring to me to do better as a single woman. I commend you. I'm a, I'm a lot older than you, but has gained so much from reading this book. I'm really learning how to love myself. Amen. And the Bible tells us to love others as ourselves. So as we learn to love ourselves the way that God loves us, put God first. Allow him to teach you to love yourself. Then guess what? We'll be able to learn love our neighbors even more. Amen. So blessings to you all. Until next time, keep going and be blessed. 